Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to One P Talk, One Purpose Blog Talk Radio Show. I am the editor and owner of One Purpose Magazine, and I am here with another week of our community chat, where we bring you self-love talk, culture topics, and main topics that are centered around health, wellness, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in to our weekly podcast. I hope you are here to enjoy the show. Hey, 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 you guys, and welcome to another episode of One Purpose Talk. I am the owner or publisher of One Purpose Magazine. Um, We are moving towards a quarterly issue, digital for the most part, some print. I don't do too many print versions because you all are not into them, you know, unless you're someone who is published in the magazine, and sometimes they want them, and then I stick them in places that I think people will want to read them, so I'm focused on doing that each quarter next year. Of course, your girl graces the cover of each so that you can get to know me. It is strategic. It's not like I just think that I'm all that, although I do. You all may not, but I do that because it is my attempt to gain trust in my community. I want you all to know who I am. I want you all to be familiar with my face because I own my medium and I want you all to know that. You know, I will never, if change ever occurs for One Purpose Magazine, I will never make the decision to sell my company, my brand to a bigger organization you know, I'm much ahead of myself. It's it's hard to hear readership as it is. But if it ever happens, I want you all to know who's the face of One Purpose Magazine, who's the person behind it. So that is very strategic. It's not an arrogance. Um, I like myself, but not, you know, to the degree where I think I should ha- be idolized. <laughs> I'm an everyday girl. And I also wanted to put the comfort of everydayness in the forefront. You know, I am an everyday girl. I'm not a size two. I'm five four. You know, I'm five four, maybe closer to a size twelve. I haven't measured myself, but I do do a eight ten, you know, but you know, we've had the pandemic. <laughs> I mean I haven't bought new clothes, so you know, I may be better in the twelve. I don't know. But I am an everyday girl, you know, so I want people to be comfortable in their skin as well. So with all that being said, oh, I have to plug my book because that's why I'm here. Every series right now, every episode is dedicated to As Thyself by Nia. That is my memoir journal. That is my attempt to pull people in to doing their self-evaluating work. And with that being said, check the book out. You can go to asthyselfbynia.com to read background, to read Everything about the book, you can go to jpology.com to purchase it, which is my online store. It's a hub where you can get everything under Jones Publishing and Enterprises. That's our books. That's the magazine. 
That is our stationary candles, <laughs> which I'm low-key promoting right now is my candles. So, yeah, all of that stuff is that's the store of the brand, and it's something that I'm very proud of. It's something that I'm happy that I got out this year, but enough, 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 enough. What I was about to say was I was talking about in that introduction and trying to promote my book that... I'm going to slow down a little bit. I'm going to take my time. We have had um, just a lot of self-discovery of who we are. And um, and I just had a... <laughs> I just had a thought in the back of my head that just said, oh, you're going down that path? <laughs> I never know where I'm going. That is hilarious to me. But... <laughs> but... I um God that is funny. But I so well we have had some self discovery. We had some unlikely people gain popularity during this time of COVID. Um we've had areas that have opened up that we didn't know was just like in the underbelly bubbling, ready to explode. When it comes to content, when it comes to conversations, when it involves the temperature of our culture. So uh, we have to give credit to this time of the pandemic for that because without it, I think we have we would have gone on with our lives and would not have um, been able to hear the voices rumble, you know, some in some ways thunderous. So one aspect of that, which is one that I took advantage of, was the mukbang community. Uh, I, I I miss it. I have not done a mukbang where we have dialogue and eat in a very long time. And though it was a rising phenomenon um, prior to the pandemic, I think that uh, the sustainability was discovered during the pandemic. Like, it's a real thing, and it was being acknowledged as a real thing. We started seeing people interview folks who do the mukbangs. We was able to tap into the wealth that they were tapping into, or or we were able not to tap into it, but to tell the stories of the wealth that they're gaining for their families just by being in front of the camera, eating and talking about food. But there has been through podcast and YouTube, a discovery of the male voice. And in the beginning, when I first heard about it, tapping into it was a little bit scary for me, I will admit, because I did not know what I would find out from men. Um, And so it, over time, helped me realize that their voice haven't been heard. They have not been put voice in their concerns, their issues, like we have. Because had they been, there would have been a comfortable approach to seeing this growth. But for me, I just wanted to tune it out because I just did not want to hear, you know, their truths. Because their truths may be scary, <laughs> If you think about it, anytime someone is silenced or not in the, you know, they, if you think about it, 
men do not have as many outlets as we do as women to voice our concerns, fight for our rights. Um, and, And when I talk about men for the most part, I'm talking about black men for the most part because that's the community that I'm from. That's the community that I engage with. I welcome diversity uh, in my conversations for perspective and to give commentary on uh, an aspect from an outsider's point of view, which is completely fine. But when it comes to things that I have paid attention to, data that I have reviewed and studied, um, experience, you know, wisdom I've gained through experience, relationships that I have built, it's always it's always around black men, you know, and that's just the area that I'm most comfortable with. Black people is the area that I'm most comfortable dialoguing about because I think that in this culture um, we need to just learn a lot. We need research and information to be given to us, fed to us, like so that we can do better. But we also need to be understood. And so uh, that is very important to me. So I took some time to actually listen to a lot of the commentary that's happening on YouTube in the environment that men feel incom- feel comfortable airing their grievances, speaking about their experiences, talking about what they have been through. And, of course, yes, I did. I found things that broke my heart. And I think as women, we are so quick to jump into defense mode instead of listening, that we're missing much of the conversation or the point of the conversation. And I was watching, oh, God, I hate to do this. I was watching a conversation with, I'll say, KS. You put two and two together. I don't hate this man. I don't dislike this man. Man, I don't feel how most women feel about him, although a lot of things he say I disagree with. But in my interpretation of experiencing a conversation with him, what I saw, what I saw, my interpretation, it's mine. I cannot speak for his intentions. But my interpretations of what I saw was him using a moment to talk to another woman to reflect what men feel when we do what we do to them in conversation. So a lot of the things that he was saying was not really like correct data that he was using to have a conversation with this woman. Like, and he was very abrupt and rude, and he was just pulling shit out of thin air and just throwing it down her throat, like making her dwindle. And 
as she was dwindling, trying to keep up with his conversation, I felt like it clicked to me. I was like, I don't know if he is real, like if he's making an argument. What I feel like is he's reflecting or showing us. This is a visual of how we make in our personal lives men feel when we talk at them. And I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) Maybe we don't want to deal with that, but, you know, it was one of those moments for me where I was like, I, I don't know if it clicked, but I'm like, have that has that been us to men? And I talked a little bit in one of my um, digital digital shows um, about some of the issues that black men have to ha- have had to deal with growing up in an American society, sometimes in the urban community, the pipeline to prison, prison and how it has affected them. If you want to check that out, please go to my YouTube page, One Purpose TV. It's on YouTube. You'll be able to find it. It's one of the more recent episodes. And I think that I titled it with Pipeline to Prison. And so as I was listening to that, and I, you know, I, this was one of the last, this example with KS was one of the last videos that I watched to kind of help give me an understanding of what's happening with our brothers. <clears throat> and so with that being one of the last ones, that was like really the one that put the icing on the cake for me and my understanding of the needs. And I also reached out when I so this is the thing. In my YouTube analytics, one thing that I noticed about six or seven months ago was that it was more black men, middle aged black men some young adults, it probably fell into the second category um, of the highest viewers. But what I realized is that those numbers in urban communities and suburban communities um, were high. Black men, middle age, and young adults were my highest. And so I reached out to some brothers that's in my vicinity, <laughs> close in proximity, to ask them, you know, well, I I see black men are tuning into my content, but I'm like, what can I do to keep them? You know, and I was just asking questions about, you know, information that they may be seeking or things that they may be interested in. And so um, resources was the main thing that these brothers told me. Resources to mental health, resources to tools to advance, um, just to become a better person. I was like, oh, my God. So that blew me away. So I am in the process of figuring out something that I can do with the magazine and address on my podcast from a perspective of a woman because I am a feminine. I am very feminine. I am not so much a feminist, although some of the values of that I believe in. Um, I, I'm, I'm a woman, you know, I'm delicate, I'm soft, I'm sweet, I'm nurturing, I'm loving, I'm a woman. So I want to handle it from that perspective, but that's my time. My time is up. I hope I pique some interest in conversation until next week. I holla. Peace out.